song right there, that song is discipleship. Did you hear that song? Let me tell you something. I want to I ask you just to really be honest with yourself and say, could I sing that song and mean it? I'll be honest with you. I was listening to that going, wow, that's a tough, ooh, that's tough. Wow, that's a tough one. The whole song, I just kept going, wow, ooh, that's a tough one. I mean, what was that part about something for pain? Sorrow. Uh, Comfort for pain. Can you imagine that? Lord, if you need to, you know, comfort for pain, Lord, that's okay with me. Well, that, that right there is a tough song to sing. That's a tough one. Well, I was listening to that. That was convicting me. That's convicting, isn't it? We say, well, we're disciples of Christ. Are we? That's a good thing to think about, isn't it? 
That song right there is a message, man. That's a message right there. Thanks, Stephanie. I appreciate that song. Today, Josh is going to go ahead and um, he's going to share with us today. Brother Josh is going to share with us from um, the perspective of the bus ministry and give us an idea of what's going on. We kind of cut into your time a little bit, Josh, but too bad. So anyway, um, no, he'll be fine. He'll do a good job. There's nothing to the bus ministry, right? It's simple. It's no big deal, right? I better let that up to him. I think he might have something else to say about that, right? All right, Josh, share something about the bus ministry, would you? Okay. All right, I need Miss Tricia right here for me. I need the help of my bus workers. Brother Josh, can you help me right there? Brother Mark, can you go over here? And Miss Morgan, can you be over here? I need, I need your help. I need eyes on this crazy crowd, this bombastic crowd this evening. All right, they're going wild. Okay, so um, I know this is going to get you. It, it gets them every time. Ooh, yeah, look what we got here. Okay, it gets them every time I've got pickles. That's the part when you scream and go crazy. Okay, yeah, that's, that's the fun part. All right. So kids are jumping up and down, throwing chairs across the room. They're losing their minds. It's awesome. That's what we wanted. That's what we were going for. Okay? Uh, but then this is when I say, would you like a pickle? And they go, yeah! And they go crazy and they throw another chair across the room. And then I say, hold on a second. Wait one second. You got to sing out real loud. And they go, ah. No, they get fired up. And so we're going to do a song tonight because if you want to be in this contest, if you want to be in a, we're having a pickle eating contest tonight in church. This is going to be amazing. All right, this is, this is happening right now, all right? This is really happening. All right, so we're going to have a pickle eating contest in church tonight. And we're going to sing a favorite, my favorite. We're going to do I'm in right, out right, up right, down right, happy all the time. All right, so I need to see everyone doing it. And I, this, it's not just doing it. You can, I just don't want to hear you. I got to see you doing the hand motions. I also want to see smiles on the faces. I'm seeing a lot of frowny faces. I'm not happy about that, okay? I'm a little upset. I, if, if anything makes me mad on a bus route is when I see children with frowny faces. Right, Gary? Come on, Gary. I need a big smiley face. All right, good. My workers are watching. They're looking for those that are participating, that are engaged that are ready to go, not talking while I'm talking, Gary, thank you, careful, <laughs> focus, focus, all right, we're going to sing this together, all right, maybe you don't know the song, but you'll, you'll know it by the time we're done, piece of cake, simple, workers watching, everyone together, one, two, three, I'm in, right out, right up, right down, right happy all the time, I'm in, right out, right up, right down, right happy all the time, since Jesus Christ came in and cleansed my heart from sin. I'm in right out, right up, right down, right happy all the time. Hey! You gotta say hey at the end. You've you gotta say hey at the end, okay? Alright, you can do this. Alright, one more time. Workers, we, did you get anyone? Did you, did you see anyone that was singing? See anyone doing the hand motions? Alright, let's try it one more time. Let me hear you loud and clear. We're gonna go just a little faster this time. Just a little faster. I hope you can keep up. One, two, three, I'm in, right out, right up, right down, right happy all the time. I'm in, right out, right up, right down, right happy all the time. Since Jesus Christ came in and cleansed my heart from sin. I'm in, right out, right up, right down, right happy all the time. Hey! All right, much better with the hey. I like that. Right, what, what, uh, wait, no, not right now. All right, come on. All right. I need, show of hands, who is willing to do a pickle eating contest this evening? Oh, workers, give me somebody, give me somebody. Let me see, someone from this section, give me someone from this section. 
Anyone, anyone. Some willing, willing vessels. All right, Josiah, come on down. Oh, there he is. Oh, wow. All right. Hold on. This is huge. This is big. Wait. Uh, 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 uh. Focus, focus, focus. This is big. Listen, if you want to work on a bus, your bus captain, always let your bus workers distribute the pickles. Yeah. Sir? Because then you'll be smelling like pickles all day long. And that's not fun. Let him do it. All right, make sure everyone gets a pickle, Brother Josh. Come on. All right, and this is the trick. This is the key. Do not take a bite. Don't drip on that floor. It'll burn a hole right through it, and it will. Let's go down to the... Can we, can we burn a hole through the carpet? All right. Let's burn the hole through the carpet, all right? Let's go. Let's, let's take this down onto the floor, all the way down here. We don't want to destroy the stage too bad. Oh, I knew some... Uh. All right. Wait, are they new? Yeah. All right, good. <laughs> all right, here we go. Now hold it. No bent elbows. I got to see him hold, hold all the way out. Hold it all the way out. And I got to see a clean mouth. I got to see a clean mouth. All right, one, two, three, go. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Come on, I got to see a clean mouth. Workers, what? Clean mouth. Oh, we've got a winner. <laughs> Way to go. Have a seat. Congratulations. Good job. Thank you for your participation. Let me put the lid on this thing. Way to go. Hey, who said you can't have fun at church? Come on. That's good stuff. All right. Very good. Hold on one second. One other thing that I want to do. Um, focus now, Miss Trisha. She's got some treats. She's got some amazing things here. I've got a few questions for you, and believe me, I'm moving quick here. And we're done after this, as far as this section goes. We're moving fast. I've got a few Bible trivia questions. All right, you need to be on your toes. The workers are watching. They're focused. All right. I hope you're ready to go. <clears throat> hmm. Brother Josh, I need you to be the clapper. Okay, I'll give, I'll give you that job. You're going to be the clapper. Do not raise your hand. Do not raise your hand until you have heard the... Yes. All right, very good. Bible trivia, true or false? True or false, Noah led the children of Israel across the Red Sea on dry ground. Really, guys? Really? Okay, let, let, me, let me... One more time. Wait, wait, wait for it. True or false, Noah led the children of Israel across the Red Sea on dry ground. After the clap. Only those that were after the clap. Brother Mark, who was it? True or false? Oh, very good. False. Miss Trisha, that was a tricky one. False. Very good. All right, while Miss Trisha's taking care of that, we're watching, focusing. Uh, number two, name the fifth book of the Bible. The fifth book of the Bible. <laughs> Miss Morgan, who was it? Savannah. Whoa, quick on the draw. Way to go. Deuteronomy, that is very good. Give her a hand. Yes. All right. Way to go. All right, one more and we'll be done. All right. Okay, another easy one. Quick now. What is the first book 
of the New Testament. Oh. Brother Josh, who was it? Oh, all the way down front. Come on, focus, man. Matthew, yes. Give him a hand. Way to go. All right, I'll take that. You know, you can have that, Miss Trisha. Very good. All right, give my workers a hand. Way to go. Congratulations. Go have a seat. Good job, good job. Hey, you got to keep these kids on their toes. Just like you guys, just a, a moment of downtime and you lose them. They're gone. All right, you got to be fired up. You got to be excited. You got to be ready to go. Because if you don't have a program or a plan for them, they've got one for you. All right? Oh, man, we've got a lot to cover tonight. A lot of things to go over. Man, I'm excited about the bus ministry, just as I said about four weeks ago. This is, in fact, the best ministry in the church. This is, without a doubt, the most important. Oh, this is great. The bus ministry. Ooh, the Sunday school director is not happy about that, but that's too bad. Because I got the first and the last word. I love that. All right, way to go. Good, good, good. The bus ministry. If you're not a part of the bus ministry, you want to be a part of the bus ministry. You really do. Um, ask yourself this. Uh, do I want to make a difference in the next generation? Do I want to make a difference in society today? And if you say yes, I would, I would, I would like to make a difference. I would like to make a, a godly impact in the world in which we live. The bus ministry is your opportunity and your chance to be able to do that. It really is. Uh, it's awesome. The ability each Saturday, not talking about Sunday when they're here, but each Saturday when I have a chance and the opportunity to go out and make visits on the children that come. And I get to know those children. I get to, get to uh, know the families. I, I get in the home. I get to talk with mom or dad. Every once in a while, mom and dad. Very rarely. You get in the home and you see what these children deal with on a regular basis. It's terrible. It's sad. And it drives me each week to want to be there for those children, to not quit, not give up. You say, man, it's got to be tough. It's got to be difficult spending all Sunday afternoon. You go to church in the morning, you spend all afternoon in the buses, and then you're there for choir in the evening service. It's got to be crazy. It is crazy. Oh, wow. By the Sunday night, my head's spinning. But believe me, it is worth it. It's awesome to see this place filled up and children singing, teens in the back, four and five-year-olds over there. And, and we're, we're short on space, but, but we make it happen. It's awesome. It, it's, it's exciting in the afternoons. You don't want to miss that. If you're able to, if you're able to be here, believe me. And, and I'm hoping through the course of this message tonight that maybe uh, it, it presses you or maybe puts on your heart a burden or a desire to just to kind of see how things work. Uh, you, you maybe just give it a shot. Um, I'm being honest. I'm not just trying to make things up here so that I can make work easier for myself and kind of delegate things. No, certainly we need workers. Speaking of workers, um, honestly, we're at about, from 21 years and under, we're at 70%. That is 70% of our workers in the bus ministry. And when I talked about that a moment ago, uh, and how... The father figure, there's either normally a mom or a dad. There's very rarely ever both together in the same home. It's very sad, very disappointing. Uh, these children, they need parental guidance. And that's something that they really don't get too much of. And 
And I am in no way saying that I am not thankful for what the teenagers do each week uh, here. There's a number of teenagers involved in the bus ministry, and I am so thankful for that. Uh, We couldn't do it without you guys, and I'm being completely honest. But at the same time, that 17 or 16-year-old girl or boy is not going to be a father figure or, or looked up to as, as a mom or someone that they can talk to and, and, and really share their problems. That's not going to happen with a teenager. We need some adults to step up. We really do. And, and it's so awfully important. At 20%, it, go, it drops for married men in our bus ministry right now. I'll be honest with you, we're down to 8%. That, is, that makes up of 8% of our, of our workers. 8% of all the workers we have for bus ministry are married men, okay? And so I am begging you to at least pray about considering the bus ministry, okay? Uh, Give it a shot. See where it's at. Uh, An amazing ministry, an opportunity to get into the homes of folks in our community dealing with uh, the problems. You'll see a a lot of things that you probably didn't want to see, but it helps you understand and put in perspective uh, the, the lifestyles that they live on a regular basis. And when you watch the news... And every once in a while, and you're, you're looking at things on the Internet or, or on your regular news, as you, maybe in the evenings, and you happen to see a, a girl in there that's gone to jail or someone that has um, done something absolutely horrible that they rode your church bus at some point or you knew them through one of your bus children. Man, it, it really puts things in perspective. And whenever I am tempted to quit and give up, I remember those things that there is a need here. There is a need. People are hurting. People are in need. And, and we here at Community Baptist Temple, through the bus ministry, can make a difference. Uh, let's go to uh, Psalm, Psalm 78. I'm going to start here in Psalm 78. We're going to jump around to a couple of different passages. Uh, just a couple of points that I want to bring out uh, in the message tonight. I'm going to start in verse 5, and I'm going to read down through verse 7. Psalm 78, starting in verse, verse 5. I'm going to read down through verse 7. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Let's pray. Lord, we love you and we thank you for the opportunity that we have to be here tonight, uh, the, the ability we have to sing praise to your name, uh, the ability we have to freely open your word, study it, learn it. Father, hear from you this night. Uh, we're thankful for it. Please uh, remove me from, from this place, from behind this pulpit. Lord, we want to hear what you have for us. We need you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, the generation to come. The generation to come. Let's go over to uh, Psalm 143. 143. 143, and we're going to start in verse number 5. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. We'll stop right there. We'll go down further in just a moment. A moment. But I, I want to talk about two different people this evening. Two different people. Uh, number one, number one, 
the forgetful. We kind of heard about this in the uh, passage a moment ago, the forgetful. We don't want to forget about the works that God has done for us. When we forget what God has done in our personal lives, when we forget what God has done in this ministry, some terrible things happen. And uh, we're going we're gonna to walk through those, a few of those things according to the Scripture here. Uh, we're going to go down. Uh, let's see, number one, uh, the forgetful. Uh, the last thing that we want to do is forget what God has, has done for us. As I go throughout, or I think back into my life and how good God was in my life and still is today, uh, the, the things He has done in my home, with my family, uh, and even beyond that, the, the things that I have seen Him do in this ministry, I've been, been a part of this ministry for basically my entire life, and have seen God do uh, the miraculous. Uh, when we're out of space, we, 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 we can't... We can't fit any more people in the building that we're in. God provides a building, uh, not just a, a space or an area. And I think back to the, when we were at the senior center, and we were tight, extremely tight. And I remember listening to Dad talk about how when he was preaching, he'd be praying that God would give us a building. I remember it, um, as a child driving with him throughout Hartville in different areas where our church was there, right in Uniontown, looking at different buildings and think, oh, it would be cool if we had that building. Oh, it would be nice if we had that building. That, this building cost this much. This building cost that much. And, and I was aware of these things. And then, and then Dad told me, I'm praying that God gives us a building, that He just gives it to us. And not much longer after that, God did just that. Provided a building for us here at Community Baptist Temple. Gave. I can't forget about those type of things. I don't want to forget about those type of things because he is completely capable of doing that today in my life. Now, I'm married and I have my own home. God can do that in my home today. God can do that in your home. It's not just for the preacher, just for the pastor. Are you willing? Are you willing to have that? We're going to talk about two people. Number one, the forgetful. A, the forgetful, they no longer thirst. When you, when, you, when you forget what God has done for you in your life, when you forget that where you are today is because of God, sadly enough, you, you get to a place where you no longer thirst. In verse number 6, it says, I stretched forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee as a thirsty land. This is someone that has remembered the, the miraculous works of God. But, but when you have forgotten what God has done, then something terrible happens. You, you get to a point in your life where you're no longer thirsting, strongly desiring to meet with God. De- have a desire to have the presence of God in your home. Desiring to, that, it be, that it be each and every single day. Not just when we come here to church, but that you can meet with God in your personal prayer closet. Wherever that is. Whenever that is. God can meet with you. But too often when we forget the miraculous works of God, we no longer thirst for those type of things. It's no longer important to us. When, if, if Community Baptist Temple is going to do something amazing, something great in Akron, Ohio, if the bus ministry is going to be accomplished for God's good and for His glory, then we must desire His presence and His hand on the ministry. 
But when we forget that it was God that did it in the first place, we no longer thirst, desire His presence. B, no longer trust. We no longer trust God. In verse 8 it says, Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee. When we forget what God has done, when you forget what God has done in your life, you get to a place, a point where you say, I don't know if I... I don't have time to go to church anymore because I've got to provide for my family. When God has promised, He will meet your needs. I'm getting too busy. Life is just going crazy right now. We need to hand it over to God. When we forget that God is capable of taking care of us, we forget what God has done in our past, we no longer want to trust Him with with our home, with our finances, with our family. When we forget. I don't want to be that person that forgets. It wasn't that awfully long ago. It, it, should, it shouldn't be... It, were, it should be the norm when God is doing great things in your life and in your home. But when we no longer thirst for His presence, for His power in our lives, then we begin to try to do things in our own strength, our own abilities, and I am reluctant to trust Him. No longer, no longer see, no longer teach. We've got thirst, trust, and teach. And verse number 10, we see, Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. I think of uh, an illustration or an example here. When I was in college, when I was in Bible college, we had preaching class. And, and once or twice a week, we'd, we'd meet in this class, and a lot of us had to preach. And he'd tell us our topic, what we were going to preach on, prepare this message. By the time you come back Thursday, it's Tuesday. Come back on Thursday, you're preaching. You've got 10 minutes. You're going to give us this message. And, you know, you would you'd have time throughout the day or in between classes, and, and students in that class would talk. And, the, and I'd hear these things like... I'm preaching Thursday. I don't know what I'm going to preach. I have no idea. And I can understand that having a certain extent, but that began to become the norm. It was just, I never know what to preach. I've got to preach so many times. And then I had to teach Sunday school back at my home church, and I don't know what to do. And I'm thinking to myself, man, when, I don't know, maybe, I don't, I don't think this is just me, but when I meet with God on a regular basis, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's just crazy how things just jump out at you that you've got messages coming at you right and left. And I'm, oh, I can't wait to preach that. It's hard for me because when I study, I, I'm all of a sudden automatically trying to outline stuff. As I read, oh, that's a good message right there. And I've got to focus. This is, this is devotion time. This is I'm meeting with God. Just settle down. And, and when you meet with God, when, when, when you meet with God on a regular basis, He begins to teach you. He begins to direct you. Uh, you, you start to notice things that maybe you didn't notice before. And, and then you have a desire to tell someone else about it. This is awesome. This is amazing. I can't wait to tell one of my friends. I can't wait to have an opportunity to preach at the church. Uh, one of the, the teens are having a preach, and, I, and I'm going to use this, this. God gave me this. And you can't wait to get it out. But when we forget what God has done for us, and we forget how good God is to us, this, this right here normally goes away. And the teach goes with it. There's, there's a bunch of children, over 100 children that are here every single Sunday afternoon. 
And they're in need of a worker. They're in need of a bus captain, a bus driver, a teacher that is in that Word every single day, that is, that is learning, that is growing themselves. We're not past that. We look at these children, they know nothing. They, they don't know the Word like we know it. And, and we can start to think to ourselves, wow, I really got this thing figured out. We are nothing without God. And that, that thought process, that mindset comes into play when we forget how good God is when we forget what God has done for us, when we forget what God has done in this ministry. Number one, we see the forgetful. Number two, and last, the unlearned. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 31 and verse 12. Deuteronomy in verse 31, or chapter 31, in verse 12 through 13, it says, Gather the people together, men and women and children, and thy stranger that is within thy gates, that they may, that they may hear and that they may learn, and fear the Lord your God, and observe to do all the words of this law, and that their children may have not known anything, may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God as long as ye live in the land, whither ye go over Jordan to possess it. We have the unlearned here. And, and I apply this to these children that we see each and every single week. And, and the lifestyle that they're forced to live each and every day. We get these children for just a short, right now, outside, and not counting the bus ride, they're they are here for just an hour each week. That's all we get. That's the only time we get. And we want to make sure that godly principles, uh, the Word is given. I, I, if I have for my first through sixth grade class, I have them for an hour, I don't want to spend that entire hour playing games. While we, we play games, we sing songs, and we have contests, and it's fun. But the Word of God must be given. No matter, no matter how fun, no matter how exciting, that, that's not going to do the trick. That's not going to get a child into heaven one day. Jesus Christ, that perfect blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. and We have the truth right here in God's Word. We have it, and too often we keep it to ourselves. It's right here, the truth. This is what they need. This is what mom needs. This is what dad needs. And until mom and dad get this, those children are hopeless. They, we've got to get this to those children. They are an unlearned, they, they, an ignorant people. They, they're, they're at home and they're, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's so sad to think as we drive through on Saturdays, I'm driving through my bus route, and some of the terrible things that I see as I'm passing along, people on the side of the road screaming and yelling and and this has happened at that home, and walk into this drug deal, and it, oh, it's terrible, but to those children, that's completely normal. That's something that they see every single day. Drug deal, what's that? We see it on the news, and it's like, <gasps> but they deal with that every single day. And 
I won't even say that. God told me not to. I prayed, I prayed a very long time because the bus ministry is very near and dear to my heart. And sometimes I get very upset when I think about what those children have to deal with on a regular basis. And I don't ever want to be guilty of, of not going above and beyond for one child that is in need. I'm fine on Sundays. I love Sundays. I love the bus ministry. And those children, they're not going to get it anywhere else but here. Amen. I need, as the bus director, the Lord needs here at Community Baptist Temple some people that are willing to step up. Those children need some people, some folks that are willing to step up. The unlearned. Verse 13, we see that they know nothing. You think of Hogan's Heroes, and I know nothing, I know he Honestly, he really does. He's just saying that so he, gets, so he doesn't get nailed. <laughs> but these, they're not joking about it. This isn't a joke. They know nothing. Oh, but we've got the truth, and, and we can provide them with the truth right here from God's Word. It doesn't matter what I have to say. It doesn't matter what you have to say, but what we have been given here in God's Word. You know, they're, they're not familiar with the marvelous works of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ like we are. I'm, I, I believe, I, I don't think that there's a number of people here that have forgotten how good God is. Forgotten where, where God has you today and if God was no longer or wasn't in the picture, where you would be, where I would be today. I believe there's a people here that are very aware of how good God is. But these children, these parents, they don't know what God is capable of doing in their lives. The, the mess that they deal with every single day, God can fix it. God can make the difference. They're not familiar with the wonderful works of God. They haven't learned, as we see here in this verse, they haven't learned how to fear the Lord. You see, God is a very loving God, but He hates sin. Absolutely hates sin. And these folks are living in sin. It is, it is a daily routine to them. And they have not learned to fear God. They don't understand what God is capable of. However, we are. I encourage you tonight, as I close this thing down, I encourage you... Believe me, it still works. <laughs> God's Word is still powerful. <laughs> God still saves. <laughs> the blood. Oh, oh man, I was thinking about this this afternoon. and I was get, I've been getting fired up all day thinking about this message, thinking about these truths within God's Word. I love when I go through the Bible and God just throw thing, he throws things at me. It, this has nothing to do with what I want to say or what I want to do. It's right there in God's Word. And I've been getting fired up about it all day long. I couldn't wait to get to share this with you this evening. And, and I don't want to be guilty of forgetting how good God is. I don't want to be guilty of forgetting about that blood, about the cross, about the empty tomb. I don't want to be guilty of forgetting about those things. You see, there, there was a day... You know, I think there, at least there should have been, when, when the blood is mentioned, and believe me, where would we be without that blood? 
uh, when the blood was mentioned, there might have been a few amens, a little excitement shown. And you see, when we forget, we forget what God has done, that's another thing we lose, the excitement for godly things. For, God, for good, for God, and for His glory. We forget those things, and, and then we find ourselves, and the blood is mentioned, and we're just sitting here. Heard that? If I heard that once, I heard it a thousand times. That's good, the blood, yes. <laughs> We've got to get fired up about this thing, because this is going to drive us. When we're, when we're tempted to sleep in, we're tempted to quit, to give up on Saturdays, or it's too long on Sundays, we think about how good God is, and what God sacrificed for me. It drives me to keep going. I can't quit. I can't give up. God is so good. And I I pray that something that was said this evening maybe just triggered a little desire. Maybe just to find out what the bus ministry is all about. This could be applied to many different things. And I understand that. But I love the bus ministry. I love those children. My bus... We started off a little rough this year. We were a little low, but I like to talk about an active bus roster. And if you're a bus captain or a Sunday school teacher, you understand this. You know that it's, uh, this is always how it works. You have your bus and you say, oh, we had a big day. We had 20 children. We've been really low. We had 20. And none of our regulars showed up. It's always how it works. If we would have had our regulars, we would have pushed 30. Oh, man. That, that active roster, and I'm excited about that for bus number six. Bus number six is coming for you. All the other buses, you better get fired up because we're coming for you. We started off low, but that active roster is right or pushing 30 now. We're going to get these kids, we're going to get them focused in, ready to come to church. And we're right around that 17 to 20 mark on a regular basis, and we're coming for you. Bus one through five, bus number six, it's on. And I'm fired up. I'm fired up. I love the bus ministry. It is so important. But... We can't forget, just as we talk about friend day, our neighbors. Neighbor day, sorry, I keep saying that. (laughs) Neighbor day. And as we're out door knocking, soul winning, you're out bus visiting, we're dealing with souls. We're dealing with men and women, boys and girls, that need an all-powerful and amazing God that we serve. And we cannot quit on them when we're tempted to give up, we're tempted to stay in bed, they need that God that we serve. Lord, we love you and we thank you for this day.